Hey everyone, what's up and welcome back or welcome to Behind the Girl Boss. I'm your host Amanda and if you didn't know anything about me already, I'm Amanda. I'm a 22-year-old content creator from Montreal. I go to school full-time at Concordia University studying communication and cultural studies. I also work a part-time job while doing YouTube, Instagram, this podcast. I also own a apparel brand while working on a candle company and I also do a lot of freelance work. So that's a bit about me. This podcast, like it's called Behind the Girl Boss, I love to discuss things in the business world. I love to discuss a business lifestyle while also interviewing a lot of girl bosses and just getting to know their journey and their story a little bit more. So on today's podcast, we have another guest and her name is Emma McGoldrick. You might know her as the digital creator for Gals on the Go. I think that's what her job title was called. Um, She also is the owner and founder of ESM Creative Studio, which is located in New York. She is such a good graphic designer. Um, Honestly, I was stalking her right before we recorded the episode and I was looking at everything and I was like, damn, like if I could do this, I would be so happy, but I am so bad at graphics. But anyways, in this episode, we discuss all things about school, how she got to where she is, different tips and advice she has for different graphic designers, and how to open up your own creative studio. So if you're interested, please, please, please stick around and listen to this episode. It is super duper interesting. But before we jump into it, I just want to remind everyone to please just keep the hype and keep the pressure going for the Black Lives Matter movement. It's something that has been around for many, many years, and we cannot just let it go we have to keep fighting for it and keep fighting for justice and everything like that so please 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 look at the show notes i have different places that you can donate i have different places where you can educate yourself do not let the pressure down just keep keep fighting so without further ado welcome to this week's episode and i hope you enjoy hi everyone welcome back to behind the girl boss so today we're joined by emma also known as esm creative so hi emma hi everybody Um, So do you want to start off by just telling us a bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, so um, I'm a 20-something living in New York City, currently um, at home, but um, I am a digital designer and creative director, so I started my own uh, creative studio out of college, and um, I do all sorts of things from graphic design to web design to, um, I've just started working on producing a podcast, Um, not my own, but working with other people, so it's kind of a multifaceted business and that's kind of what I love about it. So cool. So before I jump into the questions, I like to do like a little hot seat segment. Um, so we're just going to jump into it. There's three little questions. So the first one is, what is your favorite TV show? Oh, um, as cliche as it is for someone in the graphic design to love it, I love Mad Men. I think it's the 1960s aspect of it. Yes. I heard a rumor that's going off Netflix and I want to cry. It's so sad, <laughs> but I know it will probably be on some other platforms be fine but yeah yes. I love that and then and you know I love the the yeah that's, I'll just guess I'll just that's your favorite the one <laughs> perfect um what's the first thing you do if you won the lottery um invest it and put it in a f- I have two siblings that are in high school so I put mm-hmm. money aside for them to go to college very smart choice <laughs> <laughs> and the last one is what would you say is your biggest pet peeve oh um that's a hard one um I guess just negativity, I think, in general. I'm mm-hmm. like a pretty positive person and I see the best in like every situation. I think that um, just people that are generally negative about most things or like their their go-to is being negative about like situation. It's probably yeah. a pet peeve of mine, yeah. Sure. <laughs> I understand that. So when did you know you wanted to do something in the creative field? 
So I started, I, when I was really little, I kind of, when I was like growing up and now I'm just going to think that I was always wanting to be, I was either wanting to be like fashion designer was like the main one or artist was like another, you know, I kind of had a creative gene. My mom, um, my mom's an artist, not currently, but is mm-hmm. an artistic person and creates art regularly, not for like sale or anything, but just kind of mm-hmm. for passion. Um, so I kind of grew up in a very creative home. We had like that, uh, you know, that big bucket of crayons I had like yeah my mom like organized it and all like the little like all the mm-hmm. markers and crayons and you know that that kind of thing um so I think like I kind of always had like a creative side but um I went into college as a biomedical engineering major um, okay. um and I thought I wanted to go to med school so okay. totally different side of the yes. ballpark um yeah I really liked those subjects in school and that's kind of what drove me to do that in school and it took me taking some classes and kind of really examining what my future looked like to decide to go more of a creative route. So for sure. Yeah. It took, took some trial and error for sure. Mm -hmm. So what did you end up going to, like, where did you end up going to school and what was your major? Okay. So I went to the university of South Carolina um, in Columbia, South Carolina, and Mm -hmm. I started out as, as biomedical engineering and I switched my major um, five or six times from like biology to chemistry to biochem to chemical engineering like all those kind of things because I was like at first I knew I was not wasn't in the field but I the major I wanted to be in so I like switched within that kind of field of things still thinking I wanted to go to med school or grad school of some kind um and then I might take my like sophomore till my sophomore year to really like kind of it's hard to go into school and like have such a set mindset on like what you're going to be coming out of and having to change that. And when you're 18, it's really hard to make yeah. kind of the decision for, um, you know, the rest of your life. So um, it took a lot of time for me to be okay with changing my major. Um, mm-hmm. And so I changed my major. I still wanted that analytical side of things. So I actually changed it to marketing because I thought that that was a good mix of analytics and statistics and like factual, like, but also the kind of creative side of things mm-hmm. um and I ended up going full full, full creativity uh, side of things but um so yeah I majored in marketing so my technically I graduated with a degree in marketing and and uh, uh entrepreneurship management and then a minor in biology so cool I think like what you said is right though like um it's so hard to know what you want to do at such a young age and like changing your major is okay. Some people feel like when they get like into one, they have to stay in that. But like for myself, I've changed like three times. So like, it's totally okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I love talking about that because I think it is, it's needs to be normalized to like the the fact of changing major. I kind of felt, I totally felt like that sense of failure and that sense of like, like you're not doing what you told everyone you're doing. And like, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks about like your career path. I think the most mm-hmm. important thing is that you're, you're signing up for a, you know, and also you can change your career path down the road. I have so yes. many friends that don't work in the major that they study in school and mm-hmm. I'm necessarily not even working. I mean, my marketing degree really helped me, but yeah. it's not um, necessarily what I'm like doing. Yeah. But changing your major is so it's, it's totally fine and normal. And I think that um, it's definitely like, I think everyone does it. So for sure. Yeah. Um, So something I like to ask a lot of people that go to school in the States, because I'm from Canada. So it's like totally a different vibe. So like, how was your school experience? Because I know like a lot of people in the States, they like always want to join sororities. They go to like every single football game and stuff like that. So how was your like experience? Yeah. So I went to uh, a huge state school. It's an SEC football school. So it was 
all of the above you just mentioned. <laughs> yes. um, I was in a sorority in school. And um, I, when I was looking at colleges, I, again, I was in the mindset of going to med school. So I wanted to mm-hmm. go to school and save money in undergrad, knowing that I would be spending a lot of money out of state. Yeah. If I could go back, that's like, I mean, I loved my time at Carolina and I really don't regret it, but I probably would have like applied to like other schools and like really put myself more out there because mm-hmm. I didn't have the expense of post of postgrad. I mean, I might go back to school, who knows? But yeah. um, so, but no, so yeah, my school was a very traditional state school, football games, sororities. Um, I absolutely loved my time at school and I loved um, really getting involved. So I was part of a bunch of different clubs in school and I loved the business school. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was, it was, it was a, I, I tell everyone that I know it's so cheesy that you hear like people that are out of college being like, college goes by so fast, like enjoy every minute of it. But it's so true. Like I cannot believe that that four years is gone now, five years ago, I started college. So I, yeah, I would go back on heartbeat for sure. Yeah. It definitely passes by faster than you would expect. Yeah, I I feel like I just started. Like my brother is a senior in college, uh, high school, and he's going to going to the same school mm-hmm. next year. Um, and I tell him like, say yes to everything and do, go <laughs> like do everything and like try all the clubs and you know like it's just there's never another time in your life where you're like that close to your friends and have that much yes. opportunity and also that much free time to do explore so much and like you can you know you have so much choice that um, yeah. For sure. Yeah. So after you were done school, you decided to take the leap and move to New York City to jumpstart your business and everything. Why did you choose New York? So I, um, I had started my business in college. It was really like a side hustle, and it was just Mm -hmm. to help me make money in college. It was just more of like a passion project. I didn't see myself growing it into what it is today, which I still can't believe sometimes. But um, I. Um, I have been, (laughs) I started dating a boy, um, Mm -hmm. my, uh, sophomore year of high school, actually, and we're still together and I'm currently recording this podcast from his house. (laughs) And, um, yeah, so we've been together for eight years, almost eight years. And we, um, he is a year older than me and he got a job in the city. And so I actually, um, he got a job, he got an internship or he got the job my junior year and I got an internship in the city. So we lived in the city the summer before my senior year of college together. And okay. that's when I really got a taste for the city. And I wanted, I really wanted to make sure that I, you know, A, could live with a boy and B, yes. like, enjoy the city because it is, there's so much people, it's, there's so much, such a draw to New York city, but it is a mm-hmm. really hard city to live in. And even so, um, interning versus living there is so different. I, when you're interning, there's like an end date and you have, are making money, but it's not like, sounds so silly but it's not like real money it's like intern money yeah. so you're much more like oh I'm gonna spend this like I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm still an intern I'm still in college yeah like, exactly I have to like start in, like being an adult yet yeah so you're kind of like all like vacation living almost um when you're uh interning in this in, in New York or I think any big city first after moving there it kind of all set in and like the reality of like how expensive it is and grocery shopping and you know you yeah. cannot order takeout every night and like yes. <laughs> that kind of um mindset so it was like kind of too different um having to get used to it when I interned versus like actually moving there but yeah, yeah so short long story short I followed a boy there and um <laughs> yeah it's I absolutely love it I think New York is such an inspiring city and it's such a fun city to live in especially for what I do um there's yeah. so much opportunity and there's so many just 
being around so many other creative and um, like educated in the culture and just, it's a really cool um, place to have the fortunate of living just for, I don't see us living there forever, but at least for mm-hmm. now, it's, I'm so grateful. Yeah. To yeah, I feel like whenever you think like of a creative place, like New York City and like Los Angeles are always the first two that come to people's minds. So it's really, <laughs> yeah. I think it's a good place to live for that. But was there ever another city or a town that you thought about moving to instead? So I grew up kind of moving around a lot. So I, before I lived okay. in South Carolina, I like, grew, I went to South Carolina. I went to high school in South Carolina um, for college. I went to University of South Carolina. I forgot. I have to say that sometimes. When I'm in New York, I'm like, USC. And people are like, California. I'm like, no, USC, South <laughs> Carolina. But um, yeah, so before I, I actually lived in California before then. And I lived in Massachusetts before that. And I was born in Portland, Oregon. And I lived in Indiana. So I kind of moved yeah. all over. I was very little when I lived in a lot of these places. But I have family and we have traveled Mm -hmm. back and forth to these places. So I kind of have had a good glimpse of like the whole country as a whole. Um, Yeah. I would love to live in like San Diego. Um, That's where I lived before South Carolina. Um, I'd love to live in Boston. Um, I definitely see myself. I would love like if I ever had the opportunity to live abroad for like, I wouldn't want to live long-term abroad, but like, you know, for a year abroad when everything hopefully get somewhat back to normal um yes that would be amazing honestly I I would be I would love to be someone that doesn't stay really in one place um Mm -hmm. I have yeah I have this like the the trend right now of like van van life yeah I like I would love to do that if ever like it was you know worked out in timeline um of life I would yeah I'd love to be like a nomad on the go that'd be cool yeah especially like with the type of work you do it is possible to like work on the go so that's what makes it very like accessible yeah I've been very grateful for that um during this time I know a lot of my friends have lost jobs or have Mm -hmm. been like um you know furloughed and all those kind of things and so um it's I've been very grateful that I've my workflow has not been interrupted too much yeah um, living at home I miss the city every every minute and I never thought I'd miss the subway but I do (laughs) <laughs> so, yes yeah. that subway is very confusing though oh it it, it took take some time but once you get like I think it just takes like living there and getting for sure I still I still use my phone and maps and all that kind of stuff <laughs> yeah like, I will never I don't think I'll ever be someone that's like take the six to the l to the, like <laughs> yeah it's so yeah it's a lot <laughs> yeah it is um so I don't really know this but is your studio like is it like a separate place or like do you work from anywhere so I work out of my apartment, um, part, okay. like, uh, yeah, so I work at my apartment in the city and then I also work, I joined a co-working space in the city. Okay. Um, it's called the wing. So it's a all women's co-working space, um, which is why I, I miss it so much. <laughs> I love it. because it's, it's so cool because it's, um, it's a really, there's people of all like backgrounds, all ages. So you really get to see all these like really cool girl bosses yes um creating their brands and starting these businesses and what wherever they are in life and they're on like their third or fourth business or they're like they have been you know an uh i don't know an artist for 10 years now they're starting Mm -hmm. like this i I can't even think of like an example but like they're just their pivots and like it's just so cool to see that for me like i'm someone that i see myself having like multiple career paths in life and like yeah it's cool to see them having done that for sure. Yeah. So I read on your website that you're self-taught in design. How did you go about doing that? Trial and error. <laughs> yeah. Mostly yes. yeah, lots of Googling, lots of trial and error. I watched a few like Skillshare video, you know, classes and things like yeah. that. 
Um, but mostly just finding my first work was for obviously like for free for like college. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that. My clubs that I was in and think I, uh, I was president of a, um, a fitness, uh, it's called charge. It's like a fitness, almost like a fitness sorority on campus, um, on top of my other sorority. But, um, and so I did a lot of like graphics for like our events and stuff. We had like weekly events and I got really into like creating graphics for that. And that was like more just me doing it for fun and like playing around with Photoshop and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when I first, uh, my first client was my yoga teacher in college. So she, um, was like my mom's age and we were talking about social media one time and she's like, could you help me with that? And I was like, yeah, I could help you with that. And so we bartered yoga for, uh, design work and like social media work and stuff. Um, and so that was like my first client. And the best part about that was that I got to kind of really learn as I was going and like see what, and that's, I also had always been someone that like, I like to learn. So I was mm-hmm. reading, I read a lot. I subscribed to a lot of newsletters. I yeah. read a lot of magazines and stuff like that. And I um, like uh, listened to a lot of podcasts at that point, which podcasts weren't as like big. Popular and everything. Yeah, yeah. back then. Not back then, like way back when. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Know, four or five years ago. But um, or I guess four, three, three or four years ago. But um, yeah, so I just kind of like, really took in a lot of information and it was just kind of you know getting started I think that's like the main thing is um with with design is just getting started and yeah starting somewhere what I tell a lot of people for anything like not even just creative wise but anything like YouTube is such a good outlet for that because there's literally videos about anything oh I I, I didn't mention you a lot of yeah I watch a a lot of YouTube videos on design also just like for inspiration like I follow a lot of artists on YouTube and I like my uh boy, we my boyfriend and I, he obviously goes to an office and I work out of mm-hmm. either the office or the house and yeah we never really sit and like watch each other work and during this time we've like I've gotten to see him working and he's gotten to see me working and yeah he makes fun of me because I watch people draw or create well I'm drawing or creating like yes I'm not doing what they're doing but like it helps totally yeah. different aesthetics and they're like they're like illustrators for books and stuff and I watch them like on YouTube and stuff while I'm like working and it's so funny yeah, he finds it so funny but yeah that's it's I'm super inspired by other people for sure so as everyone is so um I love yeah no the YouTube YouTube space is it's an incredible resource yes so tech wise what products do you mainly use yeah so I use I just have a MacBook Pro and I use like the Adobe suite um uh, and mm-hmm. then I have an iPad Pro and I use a, um Procreate um and the Adobe suite on my iPad as well um that's pretty, okay. that's pretty much it and now an Apple Pencil and I also do a lot of like hand, if you're into like pens and stuff, <laughs> I yes. do a lot of like, you know, sketching and stuff like that. I love like the, um, what are they called? Like the midliner or a uh, milk, milk, M-I-C-R-O-N pens. Those are like my favorite for like sketching, um, lots of color pencils and stuff. <laughs> so what apps would you recommend for someone who's just starting out in design? I think the first one you should, if you have, if you have, if you have an iPad, um, the procreate app is like easy. It's watch YouTube videos. If you watch like two hours of YouTube videos, you'll be set on the, on the, mm-hmm. on procreate. It's not a really difficult app, but there's a lot of like, it's not, um, like a lot of the, 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 uh, features you wouldn't like be able to figure them out without like watching it. Uh, yeah. like there's a lot of things that aren't like buttons. It's like something you have to know to click and mm-hmm. things like that. So, but yeah, I think the procreate procreate app is such a useful because you can do text on it you can do, you can draw, there's like line tools and stuff. So I think that if you 
I know Adobe is such a big investment, but this is also if you have an iPad. But I think also with graphic design, like um, typography is such a huge part of it. So just playing around, if you just even have just like Word on your computer, like yeah. if you really wanted to just, just like start font book online and like really um, like seeing what what you like and things like that and finding your own kind of style is so important that um, yes. that's a great place to start. So what type of services do you offer at your studio? So I have kind of kind of a wide, wide variety, yes. but um, mostly my like main services are um, branding and all the cart items within branding. So I do a lot of podcast covers. Um, I offer like brand consultations. So I have some people that before they start like branding, will hop on a phone call that's like an hour long where mm-hmm. we just talk about the direction of their business and kind of where they want to take it. And again, this is like, when I set these up there, you know, these are brand consultations from someone that I obviously don't have 10 years of experience, but yeah, you know, I, I have created a business for myself and it's just kind of helping develop strategy and kind of making sure that they have everything in place to like set up branding. Cause um, the worst is like, if you haven't gotten a domain name and you start your branding and then like the domain name isn't available or like, so on, you Mm -hmm. know, little things like that. But then I also offer like a lot of a la carte items, I call them. So I do like PDF guides and um, like PDFs for like workout guides, or I just, my favorite project ever has been, um, I did a PDF cookbook, like a e-cookbook mm. with a, with a food blogger in the city. Um, yeah. And then I do like some web design work and some creative, uh, creative um, direction work, which is what I do for a podcast that I work for and things like that. Um, so yeah, it's kind of kind of a that's my favorite part is that every day is different and that yes um you know it's that's definitely the best part is that I'm not sitting doing the same thing yeah even, exactly even branding it's you know different different clients Each person, and, yeah. yeah different people I love I love that about my job yes so since we're like all in quarantine right now and everything has like it affected your business in the positive negative way or it's been the same um definitely there's been more people I think turning their side hustles into businesses and wanting to do branding and things like that. So I've had um, an increase in, uh, in interest, I think, think overall. Um, It's definitely changed. I mean, as I said, like my workflow is kind of the same, but it's changed my workflow in sense of like, I'm home and not necessarily in the city or Mm -hmm. like, you know, I deeply miss my like friends that I co-work with and, you know, my coffee buddies and things like that. (laughs) Um, I'm probably more, it's it it totally changes day by day of like productivity. There's some days that I'm like mm-hmm. so productive at home that I like get up. I I had to like figure out a good morning routine where I, because I was like getting up, I had my pajamas. I, this was back when we were stay we stayed yeah. in New York before we came home for for a while. But I'd get up, put my get get be in my pajamas, have breakfast or like have coffee, get sit at my desk, and I'd get to like five p.m. Be like, oh my gosh, I haven't like moved or eaten lunch or. <laughs> You know, so I think with design, it gets hard because you can get really down the rabbit hole. But sure. um, yeah, but no, my business wise, I'm so grateful that it hasn't affected me in a negative way. What would you say has been the hardest part about opening your own creative studio? I think that um, for me, like neither of my parents are entrepreneurs um, or really like business savvy. They're, I have wonderful yeah. parents and they're great supporters, but um they aren't necessarily business savvy people. So I've kind of had to figure out um, everything on my own, lots of Googling, yeah. lots of um, reading and podcasts and things like that. Um, I think that that 
owning your own business can look really glamorous um mm-hmm. and like not necessarily glamorous but like it can look amazing from the outside and like you see like all the work and things like that but there's so much that goes on behind the scenes of like bookkeeping and having to do like taxes and all the business side of things and um I think that that can get lost really easily um kind yeah. of like looking looking in from the outside um and also just there's a lot there's no like handbook for it so yeah really just having to figure out on your own and also for me like I'm a pretty social person and I'm a chatty person so um just not the like not having coworkers. um I think that my co-working space really helped with that even though they for aren't sure. working with me on the same projects it was just nice to have people that were um you know in, in the same field or in the same like they were necessarily like graphic designers but like creators yes um and just like kind of seeing you know that there's not and you know there's a lot of people like me that are kind of figuring out on their own yeah for sure what would you say has been your favorite project so far if you have one I think probably my favorite project has been um a an e-cookbook I did with um it was like a meal prep based cookbook it was with a woman named uh her like instagram's like fresh erica she um is like a professional meal prepper she does those uh youtube videos that you see like from buzzfeed that are like the meal prepping like okay yeah yeah she like goes into people's homes and meal preps for them um but yeah we created a cookbook together and we're working on some other projects so that's been really fun um but yeah I love I have like a passion for for like healthy food as well Mm -hmm. as um just like culinary um just like food food I think it's so such a cool like recipe development all that kind of stuff I would never want to do recipe development, but I love combining it with yeah. I love for design and like working with um, food bloggers and things like that. It's so yeah. fun. That's cool. So I found you initially through like the Gals on the Go podcast. How did you start working with them? So I um, was listening to them in college back when they had like the pink cover. Um, yeah. And um, they, it was like, I don't know, like third, third episode or fourth episode or something like that. And I hadn't even listened to the first two. I think it was like, I just clicked that one. It was like so random because I had been listening to, as I said, I was like really into podcasts. And so I'd been listening Mm -hmm. to a lot of them and that one came up. Uh, I think I like saw one of their YouTube videos or maybe on Instagram or something. I wasn't a huge YouTube uh, like vlog watcher then. Um, So I don't know how I found, I can't remember how I found it, but I, um, they were looking for someone to design a cover. And at that point I had done, I was like pretty heavily, I was doing like 10 or 10 hours a week, which doesn't sound like a lot, but full-time student, um, I was doing a lot of design work and I was just loving it. And so I, but I was also a marketing major at this point. So I reached out to them with like a full marketing plan because I had mm-hmm. been like listening to all these podcasts and hearing what they were doing. So I, yeah. you know, sent them an email of like, we should set up a Facebook page. We should do this. And we should like, you know, kind of like a more, more than just right then and right then and now it was like what we could do in the future. And I think that's what kind of, cause I'm sure they had hundreds of people reach out to design their covers yeah so I'm pretty sure that's kind of what set me apart and I had a pretty clear mm-hmm. idea of like a cover concept um so yeah that's kind of how I started it was totally um you know luck of luck of the draw um also you know having having the knowledge of the field of the podcast yeah world. um but yeah and then I started working for them and we just kind of at first they hired me just to do the cover and then like a couple weeks later they're like let's like you know figure out to do like some posting and stuff like that and so it kind of has just grown from there of to all the things I do for them now 
So yeah, yeah, they're the sweetest girls. And I <laughs> can't thank them enough because they really did give me a good, um, you know, good push up for yeah creating my brand. For sure. So for someone who wants to open up their own creative studio, what are the steps you had to take to do this? Um, so I think, uh, wow. Uh, <laughs> so I think that first, like figuring out what your services are going to be. Um, and I think that before you, you even start a creative studio, you should like do some work first, like before you even set up like an LLC in an actual yeah. business, make sure that you, um, like, you know, like working because with graphic design, there's so many routes, there's so many types of graphic design you can end up doing. So making sure that like doing it yourself is what you want to do full, like fully. Um, so like, you know, set up a few clients and yeah. do, by doing that, you, I always say start local because that's what I did. And I think it really helped me get my feet like on the ground and just kind yeah. of get some experience. Um, so start local and start with people that you know, like if you know friends that are like starting an earring business or starting a little boutique or like, you know, anything like that. And even if you have to, like, I barter my first, you know, as I said, I did like that yoga for craft design. So like, don't be afraid to barter or even do like some work, a little bit of work for free. I'm not saying do all your work for free by any means, but, or like take, be taken advantage of, I'm talking about like maybe like one or two projects, short-term projects for free. Um, But yeah, once you like figure out what you want to offer and kind of what direction you want to go in, I think that um, just kind of creating a platform for yourself. So for me, I didn't have a website for like a really long time. I just put everything on Instagram. Um, and it took a lot of like, uh, a couple of my friends being like, come on, you can do it for me to actually like start putting myself stuff online. Um, cause I, again, I was just doing it out of like a passion. I wasn't doing yeah. it for creating a brand for myself, whether it be like an Instagram or like, if you want to go, go right ahead and start a portfolio, then, um, reaching out to clients, like reaching out to people you're interested in and you have like figuring out like what niche you want to go into and, Mm -hmm. or if you don't want to have a niche, um, and then just kind of going from there. And for me, like, you know, the next down the road, the next steps are like setting up an LLC versus like a, uh, S corp and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, setting up like your workflow, I think is really important. Like figuring out how many clients a month you can handle, which, you know, that takes some time to figure out. Like I definitely had times where I took way too much on and then also with that like figuring out how many clients a month you have to have to like break even and to like cover your costs and then to make money and then to like cover your rent and all those kind of things and then also like for pricing yourself like figuring out okay how much you know I have 40 hours a week how much time does like a branding suite take me or like how much time does yada yada take me yeah how much are we charging for that that I'm able to like cover my expenses and things like that yes for sure and that took me, I mean, I'm still figuring that out. So yeah. um, I think with that also being said, like, don't be afraid to change like your offerings and your prices and things like that. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I saw you have another project called Golden Hour Guild. Um, what exactly is it and what's your goal with it? Yeah. So kind of exactly what we just talked about when I was starting out, I had no idea what I was doing and mm-hmm. like, you know, what an LLC was. I mean, not yeah. it, but like, what I should be doing and my next steps and stuff. So I just kind of wanted to create a community that was, it was a place where people could get um, inspired and like a place to start design. So we post weekly design challenges. So if you're just starting out and you have no idea like where to start and you don't want to get clients and you just want to create designs Mm -hmm. and like post them on Instagram, it's um, I think we have up to like 25 now because I've been doing it every week for like like 30 weeks. Um, So you post 
uh, so it's, I post like, I think this week's was, um, a pattern challenge. So like creating a, a, a repetitious pattern. Um, so it's something like that, that, um, it gives like a prompt on what to design. So that's a part of it. It has like three folds. So it's the community, that's the creativity part. Then the community part is a Facebook page where people it's like, I think it's like 35 members now or something like that. So it's a smaller Facebook group, but that's kind of what's great about it. And people know each other in the group and things like that. And it's just a place to talk about, like, if you're having issues with a client or if you don't know how much to charge for something or how like much time should this take me or how should I, you know, charge for a merch design? Should I charge like for item price or like things like that? Um, which is meant to be a place to ask questions or like, well, how should I set up my LLC or like, um, you know, how do I find an accountant or things like that? Um, so that's the community part of it. And then the third part is a connection part, which is something that I'm working actually on launching, which is going to be a mentor network for people. So okay. it's um, not necessarily like connecting you to a designer mentor, but connecting you to um, if you need an accountant or if you need a business um, like consultant, or if you need um, some designers aren't web designers. So if you need like a web, so it's like that type of thing. So it's going to be a kind of like a directory to connect people with other people. That's super cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I asked on Instagram people to ask me some questions. So the last part is just going to be that. Okay. So, um, do you have any favorite designers that you look up to? Yeah. Um, I love Shay Bar. I think Shay Barton is her last name. I'm trying to think of her Instagram handle. Yeah. Shay Barton. She's like one of my favorites. She has a very different style to me. She's like a lot more whimsical, but she also, she's one of those people I watch. She does like videos of her drawing. Um, okay. she has like a pretty popular YouTube channel. I think she's amazing. Um, I love uh, Fuzzy Little Peach. She's another one that has um, a really awesome YouTube channel that she has. Like, uh, she's based in, I think it's New Zealand, New Zealand or Australia. No, it's Australia. She's based in Australia, but she's okay. like a, she does like book illustrations and stuff. So she, again, she's like a super different, mm -hmm. um, like kind of designer than I am. And she's also like not only a graphic designer, she like does, she's like an actual, not an actual artist, but she's like a, uh, like draw, she does like drawings and painting, watercolor okay. paintings and stuff like that. Um, those are like two of my favorites that are like bigger, bigger names. And then I love like, I love like typography. Uh, yeah. Like following typography accounts. Um, I can't really think of them off the top of my head, but yeah, I think that following like different kinds of people, if that makes sense, like not people that necessarily do really similar things to what you do. One of my favorite accounts is the, I think it's the Philadelphia Art Museum. They like post the funny, they post like memes of their, um, their paintings in their museum mm -hmm. so I love like following types of things like that and like I love following like artists in that type of sense yeah. and not necessarily artists that are like similar to what I do that makes sense yeah um if you could do anything else as a career what would you do I think I'd go to culinary school do something along okay. that line I don't think I'd want to like own a restaurant by any means I'd love maybe mm -hmm. one day love to own like a little cafe that's like coffee yes. lunch and then like turns into like a little wine bar like a couple nights yeah a week. that would be cool but um yeah, I think that, or I, another life I'd, I would love to, I would love to be a teacher, but that's, I don't know what mm -hmm. age. Um, What's one skill you wish you had? More like more of a, I guess more of a filter and more of like a ability, ability to like think about, I have a hard time of, I get, I get caught in like thinking about like what's happening right now rather than like mm -hmm. what's top, like how it has to deal with like the whole. So yeah. I think that having that, I think people that have that, I have a couple friends that have the ability to do that. They'll like think about like, how even the smallest things like affects every part mm -hmm. of something, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and that like amazes me, that ability. 
it amazes me. And then also like visit, like I'd love to um, be more of like a, I'd love to have like work on my painting skills and things like that. And I, I'm trying to, especially with quarantine, I probably took on again, a work workflow, but probably yeah. took on too many projects that I didn't have time to like, I haven't had much time for hobby type of work. I kind of work until five or six and then I am with family. So yeah, it's different than like, if I'm at my own house, like having time to mm-hmm. paint things like that, but I'd love to get back into like painting and like physical, physical art like that. Yeah. Um, and where do you hope to see yourself in five years? I, five years, I'd like to still be working for ES. I'd love to still like grow ES and creative. I love in growing, saying growing, I don't necessarily, like, I love working with small, smaller businesses. Mm-hmm. And I love working with women entrepreneurs and I love working with people that are starting companies. So I don't think I'd ever like, I'd never, I don't think I'd ever want to work for like incorporation, like yeah. for larger companies or anything like that, but growing in the sense of maybe hiring like another person or, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of, yeah, growing in that sense. Um, yeah. yeah. And then down the road, who knows? I, again, I don't know if like I, my whole thing about the success of my company is based on my happiness. And I think yeah. if I ever am not happy doing what I'm doing, that's when I would change. But yeah. for now I love it and I'm so grateful for it. So I will continue doing it. Awesome. So do you have any last, um, I'm going to repeat that. Do you have any last pieces of advice or final words for anyone trying to pursue a career in graphic design? I think that there's space for everyone in graphic design and that I think a lot of people, you know, think that there's kind of like a hit capacity, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I, I think if you have a true passion that there are so many people looking for graphic design, there's so many um, like niches within it of like different people looking for designers um, and there's also a ton of routes you can go with graphic design mm-hmm. that even if you do want to like work for yourself, you can still work for yourself and work for a company or, yeah. you know, there's, it's just, you have to create your own path within it for sure. For sure. Well, awesome. Thank you so much again for coming on the podcast and talking with me. Um, do you want to, and before we end it off, do you want to just shout out your socials where people can find you? Sure. Yeah. So my, um, my creative studio is esm.creative. Um, the Golden Hour Guild that we were talking about, that's kind of like the, the network for creatives is just Golden Hour Guild. And then my personal is Emma McGoldrick24. Perfect. Well, thank you so much once again. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. And I really do hope you enjoyed it. Emma was such an amazing person to talk to. And I personally learned so much from her and I loved this episode. And I really hope you learned something too and that you guys enjoyed this episode. Do not forget to go follow Emma on her Instagram. And if you'd like to follow me on Instagram, don't be shy. My Instagrams are at behindthegirlboss or at itsmandawan. And you can also follow this podcast or subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to it. Also, I do do YouTube. So you can follow me on YouTube at It's Amanda Wan. And yeah, that's about it. Please don't forget to subscribe or follow this podcast. And if you haven't already, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It would literally mean the world. So thank you guys so much for listening once again. And I will hear you next time.